and then I had to throw in some of those like, yo, Mr. Johnson, this is like one of the best progressive rock bands of the time. <laughs> if not, the best. And then we're just, we're jamming more. And I was like, yo, Mr. Johnson, they just don't make music like this anymore. And then we like bump fanny packs together and I'm in. It's fucking, it's fucking family, you know, it's beautiful. Um, the mom, she was the tough one. She's kind of distant, kind of judgy. She has no wrinkles because she doesn't smile. And, uh, and I was kind of going over like weak points with my dude and he was like, I got it, you're both cheap. And that hurt, but it was true. And uh, <laughs> basically, because um, this is the thing is I, I realized that This music is way too majestic for what's going to happen next. Uh, you guys are here for the joke workshop here on Mutiny Radio. I'm super excited to bring it to you. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and we are going to bring you tonight comedians doing new jokes and funny things and saying things and being awesome. Yay! Uh, here on MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, there's microphones spread out for the people. Please take notes, give comments. That's what we're here for. If you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. That means give them the nice toasted brioche bun compliment on top. Put the shit in the middle. And then yeah, just put a nice little bun on the end. And we're all going to have a good time. Uh, I'm super excited. We have a really great lineup already on this beautiful Monday night here. Uh, I guess we could timestamp it. August 6th. Yay! Uh, your first comedian of the night, he's going to make you laugh. We're going to see what he's bringing to the table. He is uh, the mastermind behind F-Bomb Comedy. Hey, everybody, put your hands together. <laughs> yes, you can start clapping or not. Marty Cunny! Yay! 2012 is coming now. 2012. Hell yeah, hell yeah. We're getting the fucking joke workshop on, baby. Oh, man. Well, I'm going to go back to my frequent topic conversation is my recent breakup. Uh, not recent anymore, but it it's a lot of things come to light after a while because when I've, I've seen people that I haven't seen in a long time and they they hear that we me and my ex broke up and they're like, oh, good for you, man. Way to get out of that. She was fucking crazy. And it's uh, awkward to tell them uh, she broke up with me. So I thought it was going pretty well, actually, and apparently she was emotionally abusive and occasionally physically abusive. I don't recall any of this, but uh, to me, it was like I was eating this like amazing steak dinner uh, that was all of a sudden taken away from me, and then everyone afterwards was telling me, like, yeah, man, we couldn't want to tell you about that possum meat you were eating there, but uh, <laughs> hope you enjoy your worms. Um, I don't know awkward situation it sucks though because i've been single for a while and i feel like my stock should be a lot higher because i was in a relationship for six years which mean like i got all like the shitty bad boyfriend habits like beaten out of me for a long time already so like i'm housebroken pretty much like i always open the doors and put down the toilet seats i've even learned to stop asking why you've got to do that uh i've got a whole drawer full of bobby pins and hair ties i've got all my socks are genderless uh, i've got my own uh drain snake for hair in the shower and um 
Uh, is anyone here cold? I've got hoodies. I've got hoodies stashed all over this city. I've got them in the car. I've got them in the bar. Um, I always cook for like I'm like I'm uh, like I'm cooking for 1.37 versions of myself. Even though you said you weren't hungry. Um, Oh, fuck, there was one more. I won't remember it, but, uh, you know, let's kick back. Let's pour us a glass of rosé. Let's put on some Beyonce videos, and I'm going to remember exactly what I was thinking about when I was staring off into space when you asked me, because I've got that shit down, all right? Uh, not been all bad for me, though. Uh, I found out that a lot of girls still fall for uh, just the tip. Uh, anyone here still falling for that? Anyone? Just the tip? Uh, yeah. I... If you, if you are, uh, that's, that's your fault. Uh, I don't know what you think is going to happen when just the tip comes into play. Uh, I don't know if you, how you think men eat. Uh, do you think we just like sink our teeth like halfway into a burger and be like, I'm going to leave this burger for later, respect this burger's wishes. Uh, and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to leave it at that. You know, either way, I think the, the point is the same, right? We're just checking if there's, uh, too much or not enough blood. Um, I don't want to kink shame anyone here, if that's your thing. I actually did try to get into having a period fetish for a while. I would go down to my girlfriend when she was uh, at that time of the month, but it didn't work. Uh, I just ended up with a fetish for the taste of pennies. Uh, so careful when you hand me change. Uh, what else do I got? Uh, or just the tip. You know, whenever we play just the tip, no matter what, I come out ahead. Hey. Uh, I've been doing the dating app thing, dating app jokes, guys. Um, I found out that everyone's just so dishonest on dating apps. Like all these women are so dishonest. Cause like, what, are, what does every girl on dating apps say? Right. They like books. They like wine. They like adventure. They like cars. But when I show up to the date in my Maserati in my wizard's robe, drinking Franzia and reading my copy of Mein Kampf, they look at me like I'm some kind of asshole. Okay, I'm checking all the boxes. This Franzia has been chilled for your pleasure. Okay, and this uh, Adolf guy makes some interesting points. Um, I uh, recently got a new job. I left my old job because my manager told me one day he said, "Marty, you got to get with the program. You know, you've got to get with the unit. You've got to drink the Kool-Aid." And I was like, "Peace, I'm out." Cuz as soon as somebody says that phrase, "drink the Kool-Aid," that's your time to go cuz they either uh don't know what that phrase means or they want you to kill yourself. Uh that's options 1 and 2. Option number 3, that's a surviving Jonestown cultist member and you really got to get the fuck out of there. But I started a new job and uh, it's really awkward because I'm at that awkward stage where uh I don't know anyone's names yet, really, but I know the sound they make when they're taking a shit, uh, which is a weird grace period. It's like, this guy's name might be Jeff from HR, but I'm pretty sure it's just cough splash. Um, and these, these bathrooms are so weird. They got those really wide partitions in between the frame and the door. Why do those exist? Why do we need to be able to see each other when we're doing these things? You know, it's just like, I'm still like learning these people's names and, uh, you know, here we are making eye contact while I'm masturbating, you know? It's so weird. Uh, you know, it's like Karen from HR is like, get out of here, Marty. What are you doing in the woman's bathroom? I'm like, don't gender me, bitch. Uh, all right, guys, that's my time. Thanks a lot. Marty Gunny, everyone. Not drinking the Kool-Aid, but definitely having the Otter Pops. All right. What? <laughs> Was that good? I tried to, I, I wrote that down. <laughs> Uh, I liked your hoodies joke. I thought that was really great that you're like some um, superhero boyfriend that has all the things. I liked that whole 
gig about the food and the, oh, I got to, you know, get me some hot water. I got a cup of noodles. I know you don't want it, but you should eat. You know, you're drunk. Oh, yeah. All yeah. that stuff. I liked that very much. I have a funnel for when you refuse to eat when you're hammered. Uh, <laughs> well, that, like gets a nice a little, that gets a little weirder. But um, <laughs> you also said, you, you said something like, I have all that shit down. And I thought that if there's something that you call having all your shit down or a name that you have for being this particular like persona like it's like almost like a superhero name yeah yeah sort of thing maybe you run off pennies i don't know (laughs) 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 but there i thought there there could be like a coagulating feature between your jokes that would be a name of whatever this persona like serial datist that you're doing you know yeah you generally want to avoid serial when talking about relationships <laughs> though that's never no one's ever a good serial anything um but yeah okay there's microphones everybody anywhere yeah Ta-da-ta. okay um what she's saying about uh, having all these things it's almost like you have the batman utility belt utility can't say the word right now whatever it is they need you got it so It'd be interesting if something could be done with that. But your whole thing about the bathroom, you changed it. You, you're now in the women's bathroom. Yeah. Masturbating. That whole section was so cool and smooth. I'm like, oh, I know these jokes. So it was nice how it kind of morphed. That was good. I think you, the tip, I, I, I find that humor really funny for me. So you definitely have room to do something with that. Like, Yeah, I've been, I feel like it needs a weirder, a better lead in because I like the tags I have in the end. Yeah. But I think if you say, when guy tells you his, they just want to put the tip in. They're not lying to you. They're lying to themselves. Because that lies really to you. Because yeah. you know you're not going to put the tip Someone's in. Someone's being lied to. Yeah. So maybe situation. if you turn it on yourself. They're yeah. not lying to women. They're lying to themselves. Okay. That, yeah. and I mean, that's what my uncle said. That's the same kind of thing. Like you you need a persona to take away from take it away from yourself. Because we don't want to think that you're a creepy weirdo dude that's gross and right. creepy. But like we can be like if it's a persona of a thing, we're like, oh, we can get into that. Or if it's, I don't know. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Um, so you started with a joke about how you got dumped, and your friends are like, "Oh, she's emotionally and physically abusive," and you didn't realize that. But I feel like you need to give an example or something because it's too far for our mind to jump. It's not like we've all been in that exact situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're. I was thinking instead of like thinking about why it's funny, I was thinking like. What, how do his friends know? Like, did you tell them stories about how she beat you or something? Like, what? <laughs> you know, it's just kind of confusing. Yeah, okay. Like, are they just, is the joke that they're just saying that to make you feel better? Like, okay, it's, it's yeah. It's not really clear, I guess. Or is it better just to kind of ax that part, just say, like, it was a shitty relationship and just a quicker lead but in? was it? It seemed like you liked it. Well, that's the point, <laughs> right? It was is that I didn't get it. I thought I was eating the steak dinner. It turns out it was possum meat, right? Uh, but I guess I didn't make that clear. Like you just had really bad relationships in the past? No, just the one. Is the Oh, you've only had one relationship? <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's now a counseling you, session. Yeah. Let's talk through this. You are a loser. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, I think you should start with a joke about how you look, you know, with that with that uh, with that gold chain, I feel like you look like a Boston racist or something. Oh, Maybe. do you think that? Is yeah, that what you I, think, Jeff? Yeah, I've told you this a lot. I haven't <laughs> used it. But um, that's all I got. 
Hooray. Everybody clap your hands together for Marty Cunning. Yay. Uh, your next comedian, uh, he's been coming back again and again, and we're excited to see him every time he comes. Take notes and put your hands together for Wyatt Forgato. Oh, the music ran out. I'm sorry. That's all good. There it goes. Oh, that gives me a headache. I already have a headache. It's all good. Shit, dude. I did not realize San Francisco was so fucking expensive, and it sucks because I just found out I'm going to have to put my grandmother into a home. Because otherwise she'll die living out on the street. That was a shady joke. I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I saw this really scary quote from Hitler. He said that if he had a time machine, he would go forward in time and kill me. So I was like, God damn, dude. Which was weird. I think the job with the highest turnover rate is probably male prostitute. They they get turned over to get fucked. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I have a, I have a cuck fetish, and my girlfriend hates it that I fuck other guys' wives. Oh no, these are these are shitty jokes. I don't know what to say. I forgot them too. I I don't know if you guys are like me, but if you if you are like like I didn't think therapy dogs were like real. You know what I mean? Like I thought they were bullshit. But, like, my uncle got a therapy dog, and it really did cure his bestiality. Yeah. What's was up? I don't know. Let me check this out. Oh, yeah. I, maybe I'm a misogynist for this, but I don't kiss my girlfriend after oral. I never kiss her after a blowjob, no matter who she blows, okay? It's fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I hate it when I'm watching a movie and the black guy dies first. But other than that, I really enjoy interracial. <laughs> well, I fucked it up. <laughs> Cause I always want to say, I, I, otherwise I really like interracial necrophilia porn. That's what it is. I fucked up the delivery. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, watching porn has given me really unrealistic expectations of what women can do to horses. Honestly, it really surprises me. I don't know. My uncle, my uncle's really racist. He's really racist, and it's so awkward because he lives in like a a gated community of all black people, or as he calls it, prison. I don't know. I'm not racist. My uncle's racist. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm really, uh, I'm really unlucky. Like super unlucky. Like I, I enter a radio contest and I won a year's supply of calendars. That's one fucking calendar. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's one fucking calendar. You guys don't. How many fucking calendars do you have, bro? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I. This is not my. I, this is not a right shirt, but this is my favorite shirt. My favorite shirt is I have this shirt where it's Gandhi's face, just like here and the back too, and I love it. I love wearing it. But the only thing I don't like about it is when I'm wearing it, people think they can come up and talk to me. You know. Like, uh, and not like people I want to talk to me. Like, this lady came up to me. She's like, you know, Gandhi slept naked next to little 14-year-old girls. And that's true. Yeah, Gandhi did that. He, he tested his resolve to chastity by sleeping naked next to little girls. And I was like, yeah, Gandhi slept naked next to little girls. Martin Luther King was a cheater. And Cesar Chavez was Mexican. Okay? Like, we don't <laughs> That bears no witness on the things that they did. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to say. This is a really racist set, I think. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Thank God. I'm, uh, I don't know. 
I have to keep looking at my phone because I don't remember anything. Uh, oh, my girlfriend uh, has one of those unisex names. Her name's Hermaphrodite. <laughs> but she's Greek, so we call her Hermaphrodite. That's true. Uh, I, saw, I saw one of those optical illusions where it looks like a lady if you squint your eyes and don't jack off for two days. This is every optical is like right now. I don't know. Shit. Uh, uh, someone asked me uh, which member of the clergy I would bang, and I was like, none. It's <laughs> fucking dumb. All right, I'm good. Thanks. Why? Why at Fergato, everyone? Hooray! And then yay! You're a one-liner comedian. That's really, really hard. You did like 32 punchlines in four minutes, and that's like, you know, admirable because that's a lot of punchlines to write. <laughs> that means they were shitty. <laughs> well, no, I mean, so one of the issues you, your cuck thing would have worked, but I thought you said cup and you just said it so fast. Oh. So if you're doing one-liners and every word is important, I mean, if you have like 19 words in a joke, we have to hear yeah. every one of those 19 words. So I thought that you said cup and then at the end I'm like, oh, fetish? it's cuckolding. I get it. But it's because the cuck wasn't pronounced mm, enough. Right. So yeah, just say cuckold. Just say cuckold. Yeah. All right. Pronounce like she said. Pronounce it. Yeah. You just have to pronounce because you're. If every word counts, if you only have 19 words in a joke. Sure. And then the other hard thing is like I feel like you should set yourself up first. Like we don't know who you are. Like you just come mm -hmm. out with all these one-liners and we're like we have no context at all. Yeah. We're like blah like. You throw Cesar Chavez out at the end, we're like, oh, is he Mexican? I don't know. So if you give us some context before you get into them, it'll help us, like, because you write funny one-liners and you had mm -hmm. tons of them, but because we didn't have any context, it's hard to, like, you know. Sure. And Gandhi was your first long joke and you ended with a Mexican thing, so I feel like that must yeah. be important. The Mexican thing is the important part. Yeah, I'm not, since, I'm not Mexican. So you're not Mexican. No. So that's funny right there. That like the one long story joke. The crux of it was it, the crux of it was Mexicans, mm -hmm. and you're not. I was hoping. Like, what are you? I'm, I'm Indian. Oh, okay. So the Gandhi joke makes way more sense. <laughs> Does it? I don't know. I feel like wasn't like Gandhi it. Indian? Yeah, he's, he's, okay. he's kind of Indian. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he's Indian. Okay, that's all I had. All right, thanks. No, other people. Other people. Um, yeah, with the context thing, like when you said your grandma. If you don't put her in a home, she'll just she's homeless. Like we don't have any idea that she's not homeless before. So when mm -hmm. you say she's homeless, it's not as, as funny as it's just kind of yeah. sad, you know. <laughs> so, uh, the guy, your grandpa or uncle or something, got a dog and that cured bestiality. Wouldn't that like cause it? Yeah, dude, that's why. How would that cure his bestiality by yeah. giving him a dog? Unless that dog's like so mean, it, like if you try to fuck it, it just like bites him or something like that. No, yeah, no, like, no, no. it was just that he's fucking dog. the dog now. He doesn't have to fuck other animals. But that's still him fucking a dog. I, I know, I know. Just, <laughs> I, like I just it. want to say fuck. But you're, if your punch, if your punchline is just bestiality, then there's really not a lot. There. It could just be like a therapy dog is counterintuitive if. You're there you therapy go. for yeah. bestiality. Yeah. Or you become such good friends uh, with your dog, they give you consent. Oh. Uh, you said something about black guys dying first in movies, but you like necrophiliac porn. Yeah, uh, no, no, just forget that. Like, I, I fucked it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I got. All right. <laughs> um, I don't know, you can somehow integrate... 
I always just, for some reason, this always makes people laugh. But whenever you say, be the change you want to see in the world, which is a Gandhi line, mm. for some reason, people always crack up about that one. Right. Uh, I would, if you can figure out a way, way to work that, I would. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, the, the, I like the, it's a little harsh. You could ease into it a little better, but the, the, the gated communities thing was funny. Uh, I also noted that a lot of gated communities actually have the same sounding names as like prisons. Oh yeah. So like I don't mm-hmm. know, like Seaside Heights or something like that. Could, could that be a prison? Rikers I don't know. Island. Rikers Island, like yeah, that could be a. I was kidding. <laughs> it could be no, like sure San Quentin, like, like you don't know mm-hmm. unless you sure. know what it is that sure. like whether or not it's a prison, and so it's like I don't know, like looking up on on a map can be confusing because you're like mm-hmm. fuck, what is this? Yeah, like <laughs> those are two very different things. Uh, I think it's like a yeah. All right, thanks. Put your hands together, everybody. Wyatt Forgato. <laughs> We have weird music in the fills. Um, I'm just going to read off the names I have on the list. And if you're not on the list, come in here and sign up. Uh, next will be Hunter Uniac, then Jeff Dean, Natasha Vinick, Sergio, Trina, Max, Brian Lucette. And if you're not, if those are not you, then come inside and sign up on the list. Uh, your next comedian, what a hilarious young man he is. Put your hands together for Hunter Uniac. How are we doing, guys? Fuck yeah. I'm, I'm going to bring down the mood. I want to talk about some serious shit, so like, if anybody wants to leave the room, I completely get it. Um, breakfast cereal. It's the fucking spawn of Satan. All right? It shits on my two favorite things on this planet. Breakfast, and since my father was raised on a farm, milk. All right? I can tell you why breakfast cereal is a piece of shit. If you eat breakfast cereal at 12 o'clock midnight, you're depressed. But if you have breakfast at midnight, you're having a great fucking night. You know what I mean? Like, you got, like, I don't know, just milk. Like, I, to put it bluntly, I love milk. I don't like gunks of food in it. You know what I mean? It's fucking insane. Everybody's looking at me like, fuck you. I love this shit, which means you guys are depressed too. I hate it, guys. It's just, it's just weird. Like, um... What else? You guys know breakfast cereal was actually made by Kellogg's, and the original plan was breakfast. It was supposed to make you stop masturbating. You know, that's how cereal was made. And whenever I eat cereal, I don't feel full. Like the two modes of like what it's made for are defective. Like it's just horrible, guys. I don't know. I was hungry this morning, and I couldn't. Ah, fuck it. I um. There's a new thing from my I'm so white bit. I'm so white. I start mosh pits at raves. Yeah, okay. I um you guys ever you guys ever know somebody for so long and then you see them doing something so stupid that you cannot trust them anymore? Yeah, I'm I'm asking if your father's ever stolen a toilet. No? Just me? Yeah, my dad my dad stole a toilet, guys. That's insane. He stole a toilet, he brought it home like he thought it was a puppy, he was gonna be all excited, like, look what I got for you guys. Like he didn't tell any of us this shit. You know? Like he brought it home, it's like, oh it's a mutt breed. It's a um what was that fucking thing? Shit. It's a mix between a French bidet and a, um, what was that fucking punchline? I forgot my notebook. It was a mix between a French bidet and a, um, shit, fuck it. All right. It was something to do with, um, oh, and a golden latrine. There we go. Okay. It's just weird. Like, guys, my dad stole a fucking toy. It's insane, dude. He brought it from the home in the bed of his truck. He asked me to put it in the backyard. Thing wasn't even wrapped. He stole, a, he took it from a shelter pretty much, you know? Asked me to move in the uh, bed of his truck in the backyard. 
As soon as the bottom of that toilet touched the tallest blade of grass in my backyard, I officially became white trash. You know, and I looked around my room trying to realize like how this all happened. And I saw like the weights I haven't used since I was 16. You know, the two by fours my dad hasn't used because he's in construction. The fucking cross section of a tree stump in my back. I've already been white trash people, you know, and like it, it sat there for one year, 11 months and 13 days. And I know this because the toilet's been sitting there for 11 years one month and 13 days. The toilet's still there, guys. Whenever it rains, he puts a tarp over it. He cares for that thing more than his fucking car, people. When it's sunny right now, he kept the tarp over. It's a fucking sunroof in his eyes. You know, I asked him recently why he stole the toilet. He told me this. The Kennedy shat in it. That's his fucking reason. I mean, I get it. He's an Irish immigrant, so a safe words practically JFK. Wait, no, a safe words when you cut things short, right. So wouldn't it be Lee Harvey Oswald? Oh, okay. It's weird, though. Then I actually, like, did some digging. I actually went to the guy's house. Like, you know, I worked with him during this time. Went to the guy's house. Guy's 50 years old. Yeah, he fucking lied about why he stole a toilet. So my dad's on meth. Guys, my dad's been a meth addict. I found out, it's so weird. He was a meth addict. He'd never done any drugs before in his life. And they say meth addiction is the finish line of all drug addiction which means I can't even respect him as a drug addict because he cheated in the race. I'll leave you guys with that. Hunter Uniac! What would I do, I do? Yeah, you forgot to mention your dad was a meth addict till the very end. Ah! No, but then you didn't. Um, I think that your breakfast cereal joke is a really great opportunity for crowd work. Mm. because you can if you just start going off on oh, breakfast crap, cereals and you can be like oh what's your favorite breakfast cereal mm. and then you can go anywhere i mean ev- like there's a billion breakfast cereals like it's very yeah, relatable to yeah, an audience. Fucking, yeah okay yeah it's a good opportunity for crowd work that's all i got i also it was just kind of unclear as to why breakfast cereal at midnight is depressing uh <laughs> it is there really? we go see <laughs> Thank you for... Well, you know. the, the room is split. The room is split, That's okay? That's also depressing. That's also depressing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it the eating of the cereal that's depressing, or is it... I mean, breakfast costs the same. I don't know. I'm not going to argue this point right now, but... <laughs> I would just illuminate a little more on the fact of why it's depressing. Yeah, I forgot to mention, like... I was going to say, like, how nobody orders breakfast cereal at a restaurant. Like, should I choose between the Fruit Loops they, or a French omelet? Yeah, yeah, okay. That's, that's yeah, why. Like, that like, been, like, yeah. You couldn't even get breakfast cereal at Denny's. That's how depressing yeah. breakfast cereal that, is. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't get that you were doing a dog stealing reference with the toilet thing until you were pretty much done with it. Uh, yeah, I get that. I just, yeah, I, I forgot to say the toilet's a mutt. But yeah, there's, yeah. You said it was a mutt, oh, but then, I? like... I didn't get that you were keep going with the dogs thing. I think you were just, I thought you were just mixing like toilet types. I don't know. Maybe make it more explicit or make it just make, make more jokes there. Yeah. Like if there's more, yeah. you can do, do it there. Like uh, there's just as much shit in the yard now as if he had brought it an actual dog ah. or something right now. Like, so I don't know. Um, and the toilet, you were talking about like the toilet was like, the final piece, the resistance of like you realizing you were white trash, yeah. right? It was like, oh no, this was this wasn't like the final tipping it's the, point. Uh, it was porcelain just like tombstone, yeah, yeah. It was like the the the, the beacon that lit up all the uh, 
like illuminated my my white trash life or something like that. Yeah, and a little more imagery there. Yeah, because you did. I like the things you were describing, but like be more grandiose about it. Yeah, I think it would be fun. Yeah, like if it was Dora the Explorer and she's like, "Does this make him white trash? <laughs> Does this make him white yeah, trash?" And it yeah. like illuminates like the <laughs> yep car on blocks or whatever's out there. Uh, was the toilet ever used, or was it purely decorative? <laughs> it was used by the Kennedys, like, but um. But I mean, like, once it was in your backyard. no, it's been there. Like, it hasn't so been fucking moved. He still cleans it, but like it. So it's like meant to like make the garden look nice. Or, it's not even part uh, of the garden. It's on the deck. It doesn't. It's not. It's too good for the grass. Like it's too good for the. Gra- yeah. I, I feel like it's funny if you have like a decorative toilet for, for some reason. Like that might be a white trash angle potentially. Yeah, you're right. The fact that he still cleans it, like, what's the purpose of it? Sitting on the deck, being cleaned, it's like a mantle, like a, his prized possession, maybe? Yeah, I can maybe make a joke about, like, how he's not a car junkie, but, like, he'll, like, mod the toilet, you know? Yeah, there's something there. That yeah. makes him white trash. <laughs> there guys. Everybody clap loudly for Hunter Uniac! Your next comedian is either getting some great stees or he doesn't have enough money to get a haircut. Put your hands together for Jeff Dean. Thank you. I, uh, I'm, I am. I'm trying to grow my hair. I'm also, you know, got this beard going. You know, I'm trying to look, trying to look rugged, you know, look uh, tough. But uh, they don't make a beard for your personality. I found. Uh, I uh, I'm trying. I'm just trying not trying not to look corporate, you know. I'm trying to look, you know, anti-establishment, you know, because I got fired three times. So like they, you know, they've already chosen. I'm not. A, you know, I can't be a part of them. So I have to choose. I have to go the opposite way just to have an identity at all. Anyway, it's very hard to make guy friends. If I want to be friends with like a straight white guy, you know, like, or just, you know, any guy, any race, platonic male friends, you know, I got to hang out with them through mutual friends like 10 times first, you know, and then add them on Facebook and then like leave my sweater in his car or something. It's awful. I, uh, I've lived here. I've lived in San Francisco for four years. I thought I'd have more friends. I got, I, you know. Uh, I did make one um, two years ago. Uh, I made a friend. You know how? He was my friend in college, and he just moved here. So uh, that's how people make friends, I guess, you know? Uh, so we, bo- I, we both lived in San Francisco for like a year. Is he, are you whistling in the bathroom? We can hear you, sir. Who was that? Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys are racist for thinking he's Mexican. <laughs> Sorry, Pam. <laughs> anyway, um, so me and this guy, we lived in San Francisco for like a full year, and we were like best friends. We hung out all the time. And then I moved to Oakland, and I haven't seen him since, you know? Like, I thought bridges were supposed to bring people together. This one tore us apart. 
He's flaked on me twice now. And I got so upset. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to text him anymore. You know, if he wants to hang out, he's going to have to text me first. You know, I'm shutting him completely out, you know? And then I realized that he won't even notice, you know? It's very upsetting. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck. Uh, I don't know. It's tough. It's like, I wish, I wish that platonic male friends had to break up with each other, you know? Because when you break up with a girlfriend or she breaks up with you, you, like, have to ask for closure, you know? You get closure. You're like, you have to talk to me, you know? And they have to do it. But a guy who's your friend could just ghost you and you could just, you're just walking around for the rest of your life. Like, Kevin doesn't like me anymore and I have no idea why, you know? It's very upsetting. So... I found out he's got a new friend. That hurt. I found out via Venmo. Yeah. I, I, I'm addicted to social media, so I deleted, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter off my phone. So here I am at work just, like, scrolling through Venmo, you know. Like, I wonder what people are reimbursing each other for. I don't know. Um, and he, my friend, and Andrew, they're reimbursing each other for quite a bit, okay? You know? I found out they're coworkers. I was like, okay, they're buying lunches, whatever. Coworkers aren't real friends, you know? They're not getting just lunches, guys. They're getting dinners. They're getting hotel rooms. They they went to Seattle together. And I, he didn't even tell me about this, you know? It's very, you know, I don't know. All right, that's it. Thanks, guys. Jeff Dean, everyone. Yay, Jeff Dean. Yay. That was so... It actually really was like honest and awesome at the beginning with that identity shit. And I thought that was very like heartfelt and pretty amazing. And I think you could like go somewhere with that because you were kind of like just talking about it. And I get it. Like your hairstyle. Well, you're dealing with what it's like to be a pretty girl. Look at you. Oh, no, you're good looking. And everyone just like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm putting my, my issues on top of you. But you did you did start talking about how hair makes your identity. And I feel like the end of your rant is like you're growing your hair out because you're a girl. You're a rugged girl. No, you were acting like a girl with the whole thing about like he was I being jealous and I was checking his Venmo and that's like very girly behavior and you already talked about growing your hair out and I feel like there can be a cute thing there. Yeah, I am okay. very beta. <laughs> Rugged girl. Okay, thank you. Anyone else? He's very funny. You're very funny jokes. Anybody want to say why it was funny? You just want to clap for him? That's all? Yay! He is super funny. There is nothing to add. See, that's how it works. That's great. He added time back to the room, and that's lovely, too, because we have people who are coming, and it's great. Like your next comedian, what a funny lady. Put your hands together for Natasha Vinick. Yay! 2012 is coming now. Hello. Uh, this guy asked me out once, uh, and guys get cocky after they get your number. Afterwards, he said, uh, I've learned not to ask out the hot girls anymore. <laughs> I know, right? I was like, well, I've learned not to date autistic guys anymore, <laughs> which is a lie. Fucking love autistic guys. I do, I do, I love dudes on the spectrum. I just want a guy who's like as blunt as my mother, but can give me like fun facts about trains. I was making out with this guy who was on the spectrum. We made out once or twice. We made out 14 times, he counted. 
he counted. My girlfriends are like, I don't get why you're into Asperger's-y dudes. Um, who doesn't want a man who remembers your birthday? <laughs> Along with every other president's, right? <laughs> Come on, you're in good company. Well, until now. Uh, you're in good company. Uh, so I'm from Marin. Marin's right north of the bridge. They have a high anti-vaxxing population. A lot of women there not vaccinating their children for fear of their kids having a... a autism, which is stupid because polio and autism, uh, it's not a debate, <laughs> right? Like my best friend just had a baby last week and she's like, mm, should I vaccinate my kid? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> it's the difference between like a beautiful mind or a kid that has polio, right? It's the difference between any of Benedict Cumberbatch's characters he's played and a kid who has polio, right? It's a difference between a guy I'd make out with and a guy who has polio. <laughs> I wouldn't make out with my best friend's kid, just for the record, until he turns 18. All right, all right, all right. I just imagine like how upsetting it would be for, um, someone left their notebook here, uh, how upsetting it would be for like a time traveler a time traveler from like 100, 150 years ago. He comes, he finds out about the world now, right? He's like, oh, you know, he watches maybe like Eight Mile and he's like, white people have rhythm now? Wow, you know? He, uh, he, he, he finds those e-cigarettes and he's like, they've added electricity to cigarettes, you know? He'd be very excited and he'd be like, oh, they found, they, found the, they found the vaccine for polio. They found the vaccine for, po you're not using it? Are you serious? <laughs> People are paralyzed and you're not using it. Why? Why? You're scared your kid's going to be good at math? <laughs> Do you know how much we value math in our time period? He'd be so upset. He'd be like, you only need one shot. Just one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. <laughs> this opportunity comes once in a lifetime. <laughs> He'd be like... <laughs> Your palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. He'd be like, that's polio right there. I've experienced polio. Vomit on a sweater already. Mom's spaghetti. That's about polio, too. He's nervous, but on the surface, he looks calm and ready. Asperger's vaccinated your kid there, right? To drop bombs, but he keeps on forgetting. But what he wrote down, the whole crowd goes so loud. A sound sensitivity from Asperger's, right? He opens his mouth, but the words don't come out. Paralysis, polio, yeah. He's choking now. Everybody's joking now, because kids are real dicks to people with polio. Okay, my point is vaccinate your goddamn children. That's all I got. Thanks. Natasha Vedek! That was amazing, the polio thing. That was awesome. There's nothing more to say than it was awesome. Other comments? There was, you went all the way around. It was a perfect joke, very funny. Act out, doing all the quotes and stuff. It's great. Uh, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, just what? Uh, I think it'd be fun, maybe, I don't know. But. Um, Cause you do when you're doing like the Eminem song, um, that's uh, and then you have like you have a lot of times like oh that's polio that's Asperger's that's polio like I think one time you could slip in like oh that's measles which you should also like vaccinate. Yeah. I don't know, but other than that, yeah, really good. Other compliments? Other things the same? Then just clap wildly for Natasha Vinick. That was a great set. 
All right, your next comedian. He's another new guy. He keeps coming back. That's so exciting. Put your hands together for Sergio. Hey guys, my name is Sergio. Uh, let's see if I can remember all this stuff. Um, I recently came out to my family and friends. It was nice to finally say the words, I'm a stand-up comedian. Um, they all tell me it's a really tough lifestyle. Originally, I wanted to be a doctor, but that was just too easy. And when you think about it, in a way, I am a doctor. After all, laughter is the best medicine, and I always keep my nails short in case I have to finger blast an audience member. Now, of course they want me to tell them a joke. I'm not a gumball machine. You can't just put a quarter in me and I start telling jokes. However, I do accept $20 bills or blowjobs as payment. Um, by the way, no woman has taken me up on this offer. Women need to feel safe before they have sex with you, which is why I only sleep with men. Um, but right now, I'm taking a break from sleeping with straight men. They like it too much, they get too attached. You know, once they taste my home cooking, that chicken at home will not taste the same. Ta-da, tastes the same. Gay men bring the best of both worlds ready to hook up whenever and no protection required. Um, no need to spend time and money on a date. Eye contact is followed with a blowjob. Blowjobs are a polite way of saying, hello, nice to meet you. You shake hands and rah, 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 rah. You go right to it. Now, if you've never received a blowjob from a gay man, I want you to call in sick to work tomorrow and get this taken care of. Immediately. <laughs> um, I eventually give in and I tell a joke. And all of a sudden, everyone's a professional comic. They all have tips on how to tell a joke. Really? I don't tell you how to change a car tire because I don't know how. But I can call AAA for you. In what other profession do people do this? I don't show up to my doctor's office and tell her how to do a testicular exam. Okay, well, maybe not the best example because I'm pretty sure I can do a testicular exam. Let's just say I've had plenty of practice. I can do one with my eyes closed. Um, I can prove it to you. <laughs> I need a male volunteer from the audience. Uh, what, what is your name? Mike. Mike, thank you for volunteering, Mike. Stand up, Mike. Stand up, Mike. <laughs> Everyone, give Mike a good hand. Give Mike a hand. <laughs> now, let me tell you what I'm gonna do before you come up here. With my eyes closed, I will walk you through step-by-step step on how to massage my balls. I mean, on how to do a testicular exam. It'll be just like we practice at home. Oh, sh wait, I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. Oops, the jig is up. <laughs> Sit down, Mike. <laughs> I used to be a personal trainer for Crunch Fitness. Um, their slogan is no judgment. Translation, they're not going to judge the unrealistic goals you've set for yourself. As a personal trainer, I help fat people get skinny and I help skinny people gain weight. Um, personal training is like an escort. You charge by the hour and you pretend to like each one of your clients. Um, escorts and personal training have a lot in common. You get paid by cash and you put your clients and you both put clients in very compromising positions. Um, now, if you're both an escort and a personal trainer, it can be a bit difficult to tell if a client is about to orgasm or if they're just struggling to do that one extra sit-up. Now, when you think about it, I, I feel that I bring people closer to God. Now, when I, when I was a personal trainer, clients would always say, oh God, Sergio, I can't do one more. 
when I have sex with straight guys, they say, oh God, that feels so good. And when I do stand-up comedy and I say an appropriate joke, they say, oh God, I can't believe he said that. So no matter what I do, I'm always doing God's work. Uh, that's it. My name is Sergio. Thank you. Sergio! Oh, yay! Yay, yay, and then yay. All right. Uh... I didn't necessarily understand the finger blasting an audience joke, but I mean, <laughs> I guess if it's worth a quarter. I feel like there's a thing that you can get to to solidify this whole thing too. Like maybe you're the gay ambassador or something, or like you're the gay tourist guide for gayness, or like because you. Uh, I mean, it's the you, the jokes you're doing in front of a specific audience of all gay dudes would probably fucking murder but because we don't necessarily know like i mean i'm like i get you cutting your fingernails cuz finger blasting but but then i'm like i think he's talking about buttholes and that's probably way more important to have your fingernails clipped for but like <laughs> the thing is like i don't like i you, you you launch into jokes about stuff where I'm just like I want to connect with you, but I'm like okay, like I mean I'm not I'm not getting there. So okay. like if you're like the tourist guide, you're like, hey straight people, I'm gonna teach you how to understand what gay people are talking about. Like when we okay, cut our nails and we finger blast, it's because or whatever. You're like helping us. Gotcha. That's I mean. Cause I just, I miss a lot of it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I don't get it. That's all. <laughs> okay. No, that makes sense. So maybe you have to educate us. I don't know. Okay. I can see that. It's like when I do Bible jokes and, but then sometimes I go too hard on like the history of it. And it's like, Oh, we don't need a Bible lesson, but like a gay lesson like that could be, I mean, Oh, I don't know. totally, totally. <laughs> Other people. Okay, well then clap wildly for Sergio, yay! All right, your next comedian, funny lady. Excited to have her up here tonight. Put your hands together for Trina Roderick! Hey, thank you for having me. I've never actually gotten a blowjob from a gay guy before. Never, never, I don't know. I figure I should try with a straight guy first. Might be a good place to start. Um, so anyway, I'm super excited to be here. Not really nervous as fuck. Uh, because I, I, I booked the studio for a performance on Saturday because I've been doing stand-up comedy for a while. And so I decided, well, let's book the studio and do a dance performance. Because dance is funny. It really is. Or at least it can be, the way I do it. Uh, so I, it's, it's kind of, you know, when I, I, when I was a little girl, I wanted to be a dancer really bad. And uh, my mom wanted me to play the piano really bad because when she was a kid, she wished she had played the piano. You know what I mean? So I'd be practicing and my mom would be standing next to the piano. When I was a girl, I really wanted to learn. That would have been so cool if I could... It was just, I can't, I, it, music is not my thing. I'm horrible at math. You know what I mean? Like, I like to listen to music, but anyway. So I finally talked her into letting me go to a ballet class, but it was too late. You know what I mean? Like, how many of you guys, have you guys ever been to a dance recital? 
there's always like one girl that's like a little bit too big and it looks funny. Like amongst other girls her age, she would look normal. But then when she's with all the, you know, pre-adolescent stick figures, it's like the, you know, the cartoon rendition of my early dance experience was, you know, me as the hippo with all the swans. You know what I mean? So, so anyway, so about 10 years ago, I started just dancing to music because we all have music, you know, in our phones everywhere all the time. And so I just started dancing, right? Because it feels good and it was relieving stress and it was awesome. Um, then I went to uh, graduate school and got a degree and master's in history. And I learned about the history of dance and I was like, oh, shit. I'm not just dancing, I'm actually doing like a tribal ancient dance. Like this is actually a thing. And it not only makes me feel really super good, it makes me like feel like super, super fucking good. It's also the best thing I do. Like it's better than all my comedy, it's better than my writing, it's the best thing I do. It's just that nobody has ever seen it, ever, even me, because I just, I don't have a mirror that I dance in front of. And so anyway, so I booked this, the, 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 the space because I'm going to do it. I've been wanting to, I actually have been not want, I've been, I, I, I could go, I, I could go forever and not have anyone see it. Does that make any sense? I really would be very happy to keep this private and keep this just something I do and that nobody ever sees. But I've never seen anything like it before. And it makes me feel so good that I feel like maybe there's other people out there who would also enjoy privately doing this, particularly given the fact that its history totally lends itself to that. So it's actually, I was thinking about trying to incorporate comedy, but I think I'm not going to do any comedy at all. I'm going to, it's just, if I can let go, if I can just let go, you guys all know, feel that as performers, right? Don't you? I mean, when I, you walk in here going, if I could just let go, if I could just let go of that nervousness, right, Sergio? If I could just let, I, if I could just, if I could just be me, Wyatt, right? If I could just, if I could just, just let go. So if I can let go, it's going to be really cool. If I can't let go, it's going to be hilarious. Hilarious, hilarious. So anyway, so hopefully you'll join me on Saturday. And Pam picked the date for me, which was great. It actually happens to be some sort of symbolic date for like re renewal or whatever. We have these apparently, I'm not really all that into astronomy and, and astrology and stuff, but apparently there's three moons in the blah, blah, blah. And Saturday is the last day of the blah 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 and it's a time for renewal and leaving stuff in the past so even if it sucks for the people who are watching it's going to be good for me so anyway i hope you can join me and or not actually i mean i'm so cool i am so absolutely cool with being the only one here because that's how it usually goes so anyway thanks a lot good luck with your sets guys all night. Three moons in the blah, blah, blah. Trina, yeah, this Saturday. Uh, I guess we can set up a camera if you want people to see you, but it, I mean, it's radio station. Uh, your, opening was, your opening was really funny with the riffing, though, and that was really great.
And um, next time you mention the piano, there's two pianos in the room. You can just go over there and tinkle on the, the baby keys. They work. They work. They're exciting. No one's, no one's played the baby piano yet, so I'm like, why did I pick up up off the street if I'm the only one that's going to play it? <laughs> I've been plunking out Nintendo um, songs to the... Okay. That's fine. To anybody else, like, no one else was influenced by Nintendo? Cool. Uh, I, I bet your next comedian is, uh, you can see your next comedian this Wednesday at the punchline. He's going to be on the charm offensive, uh, put on by destiny's mom. Put your hands together for Max Moachanine. I'm just going to watch. I'm not actually like, I know. I, uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited to be here. Uh, my last name is pronounced Moachanine. It's Serbian. Uh, Serbia is a country in Eastern Europe for those who don't follow the NBA or professional tennis. I call that a joke of itch. Is that, that's not fun. <laughs> that's just a test to see if you guys are a good audience because that's a dumb joke. But uh, Every now and then I tell people my last name is Serbian and they're like, oh, you guys are the ones who started World War I. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. We're trendsetters. Because that was like the first one. Like Back then people were like, World War? That's not even a thing. Is that a thing? That's not even a thing. We were like, well, it's, uh, it's going to be a thing. Like The whole world's going to be on board with this idea. It was such a good idea that 25 years later, the Germans started their own world war. They stole our idea. Germans are like the Carlos Mencia of war. Uh, Carlos Mencia was a comedian who stole people's jokes. Like I, I told that joke to a bunch of Carlos Mencia fans once, and they were like, that's good. I think I'll use that. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, I'm pretty shy. Like I don't really like to talk. Like This is uncomfortable, but <laughs> I'll get through it, though. Uh, I am shy, though. I know that I'm shy because I went to my 10-year high school reunion recently, and I met everybody for the first time. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't reunite with anybody. People came up, kept coming up to me and saying, hey, who'd you come here with? I was like, nobody. Why you got to rub it in? <laughs> uh, people have the gossip about like, the stereotypes, like the nerd, the jock, but they couldn't do that with me because I didn't have one. They had to give me one. I was the new guy at the reunion. That doesn't even make any sense. Uh... A lot of my old classmates were married, though, 28 years old, already married. That's crazy, right? Isn't that crazy? And a lot of the women didn't take their husband's name, which is great. You know, it's a real, real slap in the face to our male-dominated society. If you ignore the fact that they're just keeping their father's name. <laughs> it's like, nice try, ladies, but we've been working on this patriarchy thing for quite a while. Like, and we're good at it. Like, you're not going to just turn this ship around in one generation. I don't know, is that what it's like? It's like, hey, will you marry me? Yes, but I'm a feminist, so I'm keeping my father's name. He knows best, after all. I don't know, is that, like, offensive? Sometimes I'll be like, hey, they're just keeping their father's name, and somebody in the audience will be like, how dare you? How dare you point that out? <laughs> <All right. laughs> I had another time where somebody was like, hey, I really like that joke you made about father knows best. I was like, what's father knows best? Apparently I was referencing a 1950s TV show and I didn't even know it. Like, my jokes are smarter than I am. I've reached comedy singularity, which is very exciting. I'm pretty innovative in this field. Uh, speaking of technology, I was on Facebook recently and one of my exes popped up on my news feed. And by one of my exes, I, like, there's really only one. I don't know who I'm trying to impress here. Like, you know. Anyway, her status said, note to self, I need to have more self-control and to be more disciplined. And I was like, well, if you post it on social media, it's not exactly a note to self. Like, did you notice the share button? Like, that, you know, that's your first clue. 
Uh, so I was reading the comment section because what good note to self doesn't have a comment section. And I noticed one of the people commented wrote, I'm going to make this a note to self for me too. And I was like, Jesus Christ, nobody understands the meaning of the word self. I feel like they'd go to the self-checkout at Safeway and be like, hey, where's the cashier at? Would somebody give me some assistance, please? Um, all right. So I, uh, I don't believe in horoscopes. Like if you came up to me and were like, hey, Max, do you believe in horoscopes? I'd be like, No. Let's keep it brief. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, recently, so one of my coworkers came up to me and said, well, I said, uh, I'm a Virgo, so I'm intense and serious. And I was like, well, I'm a Taurus, so I was discontinued by the Ford Motor Company in 2006. <laughs> all right, that's my, that's all I had prepared. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Max, we watching. And it was exactly four minutes. I didn't light you because I was like, well, if he wants to just practice what he's going to practice for Wednesday, I'm fine with it. But you did exactly four minutes, just so you know. Pretty much, exactly. It was amazing. The only thing I have to say is you have to make a choice. You can't keep slapping your hand on the mic. You do this. This, this is the only thing I have for you. All of your jokes are very funny, but you do this thing. Keep your hand in your pocket. It's better, but you do this. Okay, I'll like... Can you hear it when I do it? through that I yes. hear it through my headphones but you you slap the mic with your it's like a this is the gesture you do it's like you're a step clapping cheerleader but <laughs> I think it's like a nervous tick but just have. it's better in the pocket than okay. it is out and just just be aware because when it does slap it makes noise okay I and I think it, I only hear because I'm have the headphones on and listen to the radio and it might like at the punchline fuck it it's all the people they probably don't hear it so fuck me okay. don't listen to it but just hear like you do this thing like okay i'll try thing. to stop doing that no, do, i mean do whatever you do but the pocket is better okay i'll i'll put my hands <laughs> in my pocket but you do that naturally that's what you're doing you okay. keep your hand in your pocket and then you bring it up and you slap your hand against the <laughs> microphone and then you put it back in your pocket and then you pick it up i mean i'm listening to your jokes too but that's just what your body's doing okay gotcha thank you anyone else i mean what if uh, your nickname at the high school reunion was who who? Oh. I like that could check it. <laughs> that was my nickname. Why you got to bring that up? <laughs> he had a great set. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for Max Mawachanin. Yay! What do do? Yay. You're an ex-comedian. Another great guy in the community. Put your hands together for Brian Lucette. <laughs> Oh, the music ended. I'm sorry. Hi, everybody. Um, I don't have any great-grandparents. Um, I've just got two mediocre ones. Fuck you, Walter. Um, I like to play Marco Polo in the ocean. My little brother didn't like it as much. Rest in peace. Loser. <laughs> uh tried internet dating for a while, used Tinder because I've heard you find love in unexpected places. Never expected to meet my match while I was taking a shit. I was just swiping and wiping. <coughs> but I'm trying to be a good person. I'm trying to do things like separate my trash properly, you know, in the three bins. Um, and this is something I've been thinking about a lot recently, which is if you knock up a sex robot, which bin do you throw the baby away in? Because I know with like a regular human baby, you put it in the green bin. <laughs> but with a sex robot, it's like murkier. 
Um, do you have to go to an e-waste recycling facility? When was the last time anybody here properly recycled batteries? Are you, they're far away, right? Are you telling me I have to drive 50 miles to throw away my baby? What is this, Texas? <laughs> uh, now that Trump's picking our Supreme Court judges, um, I'm really concerned that there's going to be all sorts of waste everywhere because nobody's going to be able to throw their babies away the right way, no matter what kind of baby it is. And they're just going to end up in the ocean. We're going to get like a big Pacific cabbage patch or something. Um, <laughs> uh, what did I want to try? What, um, let's see. Uh, have you guys ever tried Four loco? Yeah. yeah, that stuff's four crazy, am I right? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> um, oh, um... I've got some business ideas I wanted to pitch to you. Um, the first one is going to sell rice bowls with raw fish over it, but it's going to be a Jamaican-themed place. It's going to be called Pokemon. Um, another one is um, it's, it's for the son who wants to give his mom a sexy gift on Mother's Day. It's going to be called Oedipal Arrangements. Um, the, the other one is um, I'm going to sell organic maraschino cherries and whipped cream and call the store Ho Foods. <clears throat> Did you guys get Bill Nye's new album? I thought it was pretty experimental. I liked it better than Stephen Hawking's album because uh, I thought he overused the autotune. My girlfriend tells me I look a little like Robin Williams um, from the waist down. Um, <laughs> I've got a few punchlines for this one. Uh, I'm going to try them all on you. Um, I guess you could say I've got a Patch Adams thing going on down there. Um, I have to remind her that he played Peter Pan, not Captain Hook in that movie. Because I have a hook dick. Um, I guess you could say I look like a withered corpse down there. I know the Robin Williams documentary just came out. Everybody's feeling, you know, this is Bay Area. Everybody loves Robin Williams. I just want to remind you that joke isn't about Robin Williams. It's about my dick. Although I heard he had one riddled with STDs. Anyways, thank you very much. Brian Lucette, everyone. Yay. Uh, before we get to the scintillating comments, I want to remind people I forgot to say, like, hey, don't forget to donate money to keep Mutiny Radio alive. Yay. Uh, the robot baby bin is hilarious, and I've never heard anything like it before, so kudos, motherfucker. And uh, the Pacific Cabbage Patch, also just great stuff. And um, you mentioned Four Loco on the fly and had no story, but. Obviously, if you know Floor Loco, there's a great story behind it that you didn't tell us because you've done Floor Loco. <laughs> it's the size, you know, that it's, it's 750, it's over 750, it's bigger than a bottle of wine and it's 14%. It's more than, when you drink one can of Floor Loco, it's more than drinking a whole bottle of wine of alcohol. It's exciting news for the people. <laughs> Comments for Brian. Anyone? Anyone want to saddle up to the mic? No? We all got silent on each other. Did you like it? it Are you okay? Is everybody still alive? 
You okay? Awesome. Thank you. Fuck robots. All right. It's Thank good. you for having me. Everybody, Brian the set. Yay. Yay. Fuck robots. Yay. Thank you, Westworld, for bringing fuck robots to all of us. Yay. All right. Your next comedian. Put your hands together for Michael Horabuena. 2012 is coming now. So get out. Get out. Hello. All right. Um. My grandma said I have a resting Ray Romano face. I don't know if that's like a bad thing, good thing. Um, I was like, fuck you, grandma. At least I don't have resting stroke face. Like, that's, uh, moral of the story is uh, capitalize on your grandma's uh, ailments. Um, so yeah, I'm, a, I'm a 25 and single, so um, I'm reading a lot of books on how to be an effective stepdad. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I got it. I think I got it nailed down. Like, hey, buddy, you're not gonna get a four local with those grades. You better, you better, uh, better pep up a little bit. Um, I'm not, I'm not racist, but I think I would be a little starstruck if I was at the airport and I saw Hitler. Like, if he was just walking by, like, I just think I'd be a little like, oh shit, I, I might ask for a photograph. I don't know. Um. If a midget goes down on you, wouldn't it be called going parallel on you? Um, you guys like blow pops? Because, uh, you know, childhood treat, good childhood treat. Uh, blow pops are cool until it becomes a verb. <laughs> Me and my dad are really close. Um, what? Um, I don't know sign language, but doesn't this mean my balls hang loose? I don't know. Um... Who's doing good? Like, is anybody like actually doing good, like financially? Like, like I'm, I'm not, but I was just wondering, like, if anybody's like actually killing it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm actually, uh, I'm stacking, stacking paper. I don't know, you guys. Everybody's on a paper chase. I'm stacking hella paper. I'm stacking overdraft fees. I'm stacking uh, Comcast bills. I'm stacking divorce papers. I'm not even, never been married. Um, uh, what, oh shit! One thing uh, I get a lot um, from quite a few people. Um, I went on this date and this chick was like, "You give off like a really cop vibe. Like I don't know like what it is. Like if it's like your posture, like the way you carry yourself." I was like, "What the fuck? Like that doesn't make any sense." Like, yeah, if I like I like a chocolate glazed donut. Like who doesn't? And then like yeah, if I have like a free Sunday afternoon, like I'll beat up a group of unarmed minorities, but I don't do that. Like that's not my job. I just do that for fun. Um see what else um yeah so uh dating sites like tinder there's a few other dating sites um they try to break the ice um they'll ask you like questions about yourself one of the questions they asked was uh um what are you most competitive about and then um so i was like you know what i dug deep down i just answered the first thing that came to mind i said uh coming first that's uh never been beat I've, i'm undefeated um you try coming in three seconds see how that works out for you um, but yeah, like I said, um, so I'm not racist, but I feel like a lot of people will have to like try really hard to prove they're not racist. And like, I, there's a couple assholes, but I think like for the most part, like everybody's pretty cool. Like no, there's not too many racist assholes, but, uh, some girls say some dumb shit. Like I was on the state and then, uh, this girl was like, uh, I'm colorblind. Like I don't see color. I'm, I'm colorblind. And then I, I was like, I was wondering why you're being so cool about my pink eye. Like you're like really cool about it. Like. 
I don't trust you because you should have asked a couple questions, like maybe. Um, that was my time. Thank you. Everybody, Michael, hooray, yay. We have microphones abound. I only had one little thing. Pam, are you saying something? Oh, no, go ahead. Okay. Um, with the Ray Romano thing, mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of accurate, but you also do have the body of his brother. Robert? Um, yeah. Oh, you know, man. The, like, oh, I well, guess that's a good cop, thing. Oh. You know? Yeah, so okay. Built, like, I went you know, full circle on that. Yeah, and then you might want to say, like, you even got a picture of My the guy you shot Martin right there. Too. Huh? You even got a picture of the guy you shot on your chest. Oh, shit. Yeah, and then... Yeah, this isn't a good one for... This isn't yeah. a good shirt for that joke. Yeah, but, it, no, it's not. But yeah. um, <laughs> secondly, just never adjust your dick on stage. Yes. It's, oh, um, it's either distracting or ruins the fucking... I want to show know, I'm comfortable like, with you guys. Just yeah. just do the little wiggle, you know? Yeah. Do the wiggle. Hey. Yeah. Or can I just have an audience member adjust for me? What? <laughs> that's crowd work. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's crowd work. That's 2.0. some special crowd work. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like your Hitler joke was funny, but it'd be funnier if you had something to juxtapose it with. Like, who else would you take a selfie with? Like, you're like, if I saw Hitler, what? And then there needs to be something else. Okay. Like, like just, I could say, like, oh, I saw Tom Cruise, but I just blew past him and took a picture. Well, with Tom Cruise is too big. Like, it's uh, got to. I mean, you if you're gonna juxtapose, it's like Hitler, and then think of something like. I don't know, like um, Teletubbies or no, something, you know, like something really a be, a innocuous. Oh. Beyonce. I don't know. I can't hmm. think of the most innocuous. Beyonce? I, I don't know. I don't. Queen, Queen Bee? I don't know. Get a microphone. <laughs> I think a good way to punctuate the Hitler joke with the innocuous bit is to whip out your dick at this point. <laughs> 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 and then do what? Yeah, it have a it Hitler mustache on it. Oh, man. And I think there's some legal gray areas, maybe. I don't know. It's okay. You can whip your dick out here. It's okay. <laughs> whip your dick out at the beginning of every set. That's my every set. Oh, gotcha. Okay, that's my Just advice. Have a full helicopter the whole the whole set. Any other? Even tricky with ladies, but they'll make it work. Any, any other comments? Um, Seems like cool. everybody liked to set. Everybody put your hands together for Michael. Yeah. 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 All right, your next comedian. I was just talking about him today because I was paying attention to uh, soccer teams. And there's a place called Topham, I guess, in England, which is like Topham Hat, which made me think of Thomas the Train, which made me think of your next comedian. Put your hands together for Pete Ballmer. Took a while to figure out where that one was gone. Thanks, Pam. Uh, Guys, I'm not fat, but I am getting fat. Anybody else? Yeah, a couple. Getting fat's cool. It's kind of like being fat, but way more fun. Because when you're fat, you'll have these things. I'd imagine you're like, oh, I'm so fat. I need to do something drastic, like do a swimming yoga class or something. I don't do any of that. I just pat myself on the back for like any movement that I, I do do. I'll be like, oh, that time you walked, you forgot your jacket inside and had to walk back in, then walk back out. It was probably like 15 calories. Good for you, big guy. Making progress. Uh, I figured out that I was getting fat 
uh, because I was uh, on an airplane recently. I was flying and I was sitting next to a fat guy and like a real fat guy, you know, like his love handles were touching mine and he was so much sweat and he definitely eaten ham very recently. And we're sitting there and I'm just, I'm just sweating it out. I'm getting ready for an uncomfortable time. And he leans into me because I don't like when people talk to me on planes, generally speaking, but I didn't like what he had to say. He goes, uh, hey, uh, it's too bad how airlines always put us big guys together, huh? <laughs> yeah, he used us way too soon. I was like, buddy, we're not a we. I got like, I don't know what to say. You have to get way more fat before you could use it. I don't know. That's a joke workshop point. If you have a punchline for that part of the joke, feel free to help me out. There's some other things that are happening though now that I'm getting fat. Like uh, I'm starting to take heartburn medication ads somewhat seriously, you know? Because when I was younger and I saw heartburn, I was like, there's no way that's a thing. That If that is what it sounds like, then you, that would kill you, you know? Like heartburn. At the very least, it's like what an overdramatic person calls gonorrhea, you know? Um, but yeah, now I watch the heartburn ads and it'll be like, you guys, you know, the heartburn ads, the one that's like Larry, Larry the cable guy. Uh, cause of course he's going to be endorsing that being like, try Prilosec OTC today, eat 24 hot wings and tell your body to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Starting to take those pretty seriously now. Uh, so yeah, that's fun. Uh, guys, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm half Jewish. Any other members of the tribe in the building today? Pam, I know you're Jewish. Yeah, okay, sweet. <laughs> Not that many people, you, people don't like to volunteer. Uh, it's a good evolutionary trait Jews have, have adopted is that don't speak up when asked uh, by somebody on a stage asking if they're Jewish. So good on any, uh, any people who are hiding right now. Especially, I wouldn't, it's counterintuitive too because I look like, like I moderate like a white power uh, Reddit page. It's like, your nose is too small to be telling this joke, man. You can't be doing this. Um, yeah, some people don't believe me. I don't blame them. Like, so I have to prove it. Uh, they'll be like, you're not Jewish. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, bro. Uh, bitch. And they're like, all right, nice. Give me some matzah. I don't know. Most people don't know what Jewish people eat. It's fun, though. I do some fun Jewish activities every now and then, uh, which is a, a good good opportunity. Like, I went to a bat mitzvah recently. If you don't know what a bat mitzvah is, it is the coming-of-age ceremony uh, for a young woman in uh, Jewish society. Uh, it happens when they turn 13 years old, which is maybe a little young, but uh, I was there for the, for the cake, so it was good. Ah, getting fat. There we go. I'm tying that back into my previous joke. Killer. Ooh, uh, what's it called? But I was there, I was there and it's fun. I was, it was in Seattle and, um, they have some funny, it's in, I was in a synagogue, which is a, a way too Jewish way to say church, but that's what they say. Uh, so I was in there and they had a fun thing on the wall. They had the Seattle Jewish sports hall of fame. Yeah. If you're not familiar with the history of Jews and sports, it's not a long one. Uh, Jews and sports kind of go together like peanut butter and sand. Like, I don't know how this happened, but, uh, geez, because black people kind of invented the first one and the second one is kind of itchy. I don't know. Uh, I'm working on a metaphor for that, but, uh, yeah, they have some fun, fun people. And, uh, like kind of the, in the Jewish sports hall of fame in general, not even Seattle, it's a short list, right? Like the number one is Sandy Koufax. And that doesn't even really count. Cause he was like a professional baseball player in the era where they would like rehydrate with cigarettes, you know? 
So that's like our big guy. He's not from Seattle. Um, in the Seattle, there's a couple like college athletes. And then if you go real quick down the list, it gets to people being like, well, this guy, uh, he did pole vaulting in high school and he was pretty good. Um, but he, he, he hurt his ankle pretty bad senior year and uh, had to stop. So now he has a good job as an accountant. He has three kids and lives in Green Lake. It's like, good for you, Solomon. Like, way to make the list. All right, that's my time. Thanks, guys. Palmer, yay, yay. Didn't even mention Thomas the Train or You Jack do it Keys. every time. Yay. Why would I know? No, I know. <laughs> you I'm say sorry. my opener every time. No, I don't mean to. I'm. T- it's just it's so funny. Oh, I know. I know it is. Yeah. But but you have but you have deep you have deep stuff because you didn't sing any of the normal things I usually hear. You lately I've heard you do the Chinese thing. You didn't even mention that at all. So new jo- new, new joke workshop. Yay, yeah. yay. Yeah. Other people, I just enjoyed you doing new work, and I thought you had um, a great time. A lot of the notes I wrote down, you said like five seconds later, so I really love that because like I was like, you know, I was expecting it, and then you said it, so I felt like you were reading my mind. Hell yeah, you dude! Know? But the one thing you didn't do is when you said "do do," and then you made something about movements. Well, so like a poop joke might be there if that's you want to be classy. I could always you know? throw one of those in. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude! That's really the only thing I had that you didn't do before so yeah i didn't do do yeah there uh, we go call back yeah. hell yeah okay okay anyone else sweet thanks guys it was that funny yay Palmer, everyone I just recently learned where I stole that. I was like, why do I keep saying whoopity doo, fibbity dee? And then I watched The Secret Life of Pets again, and I'm like, oh my God, it's Dana Carvey's character, and I've totally put that into my being. Fuck. Your next comedian, she's a funny lady. Uh, I love seeing her every time. I, we've been hanging out at the Edinburgh Castle lately, and you're going to love her right now. Put your hands together for Rachel D. <laughs> All right, I just got approved for disability. Yeah, because I'm crazy. Apparently I'm crazy. But it's okay, it's okay. I'm not going to shoot up the place because that's man's work, right? Right? And I'm a lady. I'm a lady. You guys got that on lockdown. Don't need to do that, pun intended. Um, I'm 40, and I'm trying to lean into it. I'm trying to um, do what 40-year-olds do. So I tried cougaring. And uh, I, feel like I'm, I feel like cougar isn't the right t- I feel like I'm more of a panther than a cougar. Um, I like to use my youthful appearance to slyly sneak up on and catch 24-year-olds in the wild. Uh, But what I discovered was their natural habitat, which is playing Xbox (laughs) in their boxers at their parents' house. So now I practice catch and release. It works out well. I actually just realized that um, the age of a dude is pretty much equal to how many hours I can spend with him. So we're at 24 right now. You got about a day, dude. You got about a day. (laughs) Actually, I have tattoos that are older than the last guy I dated. Right? Right? And people said I'd regret the tattoo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It didn't work out that way. Um, I shop at the big girls section in the children's department because it's cheaper. Uh, these shoes are, are kids. This t- t-shirt is kids. Um, the only thing is I worry that I'm going to be kidnapped by a pedophile and then rejected again when he finds out I'm 40. So it's a concern of mine. Uh, <laughs> I am a bit concerned that I might have a stalker. 
And so I Googled it. I looked, you know, what, what are the signs that you have a stalker? And now I'm even more confused. It's like, I'm not sure if I have a stalker or a boyfriend. Um, so let's go ahead and play that game. Stalker or boyfriend, right? He uh, gives you his space, but you always know he's there. Stalker or boyfriend. Uh, he leaves you really nice gifts at all of the places you frequent. Stalker or boyfriend. You don't have to worry about him calling because you know he will. Um, what was another one that was like really trippy? Oh, he takes great pictures of you when you're sleeping. <laughs> Stalker or boyfriend. Uh, he's super interested in everything you do. Like he wants to know where you go and what you do with your day. And you know, the last one though, uh, he cleans out your hairbrushes and makes dolls and leaves them on your door doorstep. I think, I think I have a stalker. I think I have a stalker. Uh, when I broke up with my boyfriend, I was telling myself that it was because I was tired of pretending to be monogamous. Uh, but what I realized was I was undervaluing relationship dick, like safe dick, right? Safe dick may trap you in a, monot in a monotonous cycle of uh, missionary, 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 but it won't trap you in a basement <laughs> or kill you or make you play Xbox, right? It won't make you play Xbox. Um, oh yeah, I wanted to try it. Ladies, have you ever, have you ever um, looked a guy in the eye, like you're at a bar and you, and you made eye contact with a guy and then they immediately, right, don't do that, don't do that, because guys actually take eye contact as fuck me eyes. Like, that's all they need is eye contact, I've realized. And they're like, she must, want, she must really want to fuck me. Uh, so now I've just tried to avoid making eye contact with anyone on the street. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's what I got so far. Thanks, Rachel D. Rachel D. She's so personable and funny, yay! Oh. The only thing I have is you abs uh, you accidentally almost said monotony and monogamy at the same time, yeah. so I feel like that can go with that whole, you did a bunch of M words at once, oh. and I feel like monotony, monogamy, all of that can go together and make okay. it funny. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, especially you're wicked hot, so you could say anything about sex, and we'd be like, uh-huh. Like, <laughs> not that I'm objectifying you. Anyone else? <laughs> What's up, Rachel? Um... For the, you were talking about, um, like, you had a catch and release joke. Yeah. You know, and then you talk about, like, getting kidnapped by a pedophile. Yeah. So there's a catch and release callback right there. Yeah. You know? And, um... He apparently practices catch and release as well. Yeah. 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 And then, um, secondly, you said, um, the, with that eye contact, I don't know if you want to, but you can make awkward eye contact with the stage with everybody in the audience right after that. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. And that's really all I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. It wouldn't work so well for the radio, but in real life, you could probably draw that out because you're you have so much personality and like you can act out things that you could fuck with people and stare at them and make them for a long. And then you could even play with the silence of like, I mean, everyone will start laughing, right? Like <laughs> okay. if you start like staring at people weirdly and like getting all into it, how would people not laugh at that? Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yay, Rachel D. Yay. Uh, so we just made it past the 12 mark means that um, we don't necessarily have to. So what we'll do is we'll give everybody now four minute sets and only give comments if you really have a burning desire to say something. But if you don't, we'll just go on to the next comment because we have 
six comics left and we can easily do this uh, before the show is over. And then everyone get to their other mics too. Yay! Uh, your next... But if you have burning things to say to people, please fucking get to a microphone because they're still live. Your next comedian, what a fun... Oh, and still give us $2 because we need it so we can stay alive. Yay. Sorry, I hate to be such like a money grubber, but my grandma always told me, you count the pennies, I'll count the dollars. I don't know what that means, but it has something to do with money. Your next comedian, what a funny man this is. I am so jealous of his red hair, and I feel like if I had it, I could be a real witch. Put your hands together for Max Eddie. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, I, I actually realized the other day, I don't have any good jokes about having red hair uh, other than... Like Conan O'Brien shit. If you guys, actually, if you guys just want to make fun of me later and focus on that, that would be great. That would be. That is. Wait, has anyone ever said that ever? That's that's really smart. So what it is, what it is, is carpet in this context means your pubic hair, and your drapes is the hair. It, are you, Max? Do you? Are you saying so? What it what it is is the down because carpets are on the floor. Do you get what I'm saying? It feels like. Wait, Paul. Do you okay, Paul? Are you with me? Are you with me, Paul? I mean, yeah, hundred percent. It feels it feels like it's not a hundred percent. Okay. So what it is is your hair down here is carpet. Cause you know how you know carpet. Yeah, you know like. Yeah. Ah. Okay, I'll do jokes. This is <laughs> just seeing if I could do four minutes of this. Fuck you, Arden. Um, uh, I got an old joke, but I made the I put the funny part at the end. It's a so it's gonna be crazy. Um, so I'm bisexual. That's something about me. If you guys want to make fun of me for that too, I could use more material. That'd be great. Uh, but I came out last year. I came out to my grandpa. And he had kind of a weird reaction. Uh, he was just like, oh, so. Uh, you're just gonna let people ride you around it's like what the fuck like what like yeah but why do you have to say it like that that's mean right that's fucked up but the weird thing though is that he he was just like uh oh okay uh give me a second he goes down to his garage he comes back up with a leather helmet from the like the depression i it looked like you know what it looked like it looked like the headpiece to the electric chair and I was, just, I was just like, oh, I, I guess I'm dying. Guess that's what I'm doing today. Because uh, my grandpa's got Alzheimer's, which I established in a joke. I didn't want to put you guys through. But uh, his brain is probably in like 1935 right now. And I'm illegal then. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, he, he just, he hands it to me and just says, uh, now Max, I fully support your decision to be a bicycle. I just want to say, if you're going to let people ride you around, make sure they wear this. <laughs> like, that's such a woke response on his part. Like, that's, uh, did I have other parts of, God damn it. Um, oh, I was going to say something about uh, the Green Mile when I said that thing about the electric chair, but the first part wasn't funny, so um, I won't do that. But um, I was thinking, like, he was, like, if he was, I thought he was going to be, like, not cool with me being, like, kind of gay, but... He actually was cool with me just being transportation. Like that's, that's kind of, I, I think that's what he thinks trans is. <laughs> there we go. That was a lot of build up to a little, a chuckle. So that was good. Um, 
Oh, yeah. Also, I get this a lot. A lot of people think, because I like dudes, that I'm an environmentalist. I am not. <laughs> I just don't... I don't care. I don't care about fl- climate change. I actually think climate change is kind of cool. Because, like, dude, we fucking beat Earth. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like, humans only cover 10% of the Earth. We're an underdog, dude. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Like, we're Rocky Balboa and Earth is Apollo Creed. Like, we still lose in the end, but we fucking put up a fight, you know what I'm saying? Turn that little thermostat up, baby. Uh, I need... Okay, before I do that joke, I'm going to make the whole audience watch Rocky. Um, maybe Rocky 4 too, for context. My name is Max Eddie. Have a good night. Deep cuts from Max Eddie. I remember that one when he fought the Russian and he was in the snow forever and he was fighting bears and wood. Yay. Uh, that sounds familiar. Fighting wood. That's what bisexual guys do, right? All the time you fight wood. I don't know. I was trying to make a joke and I suck. Just like a bisexual guy. Your next comedian, super funny young man. Put your hands together for Arjun Banerjee. Whoa. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so, I'm so grateful. You know, you don't get to do, you know, open mics are just a wonderful treat. You know, they don't, they don't have open mics in the third world, which I've never been to, but... <laughs> You know, just putting that out there. I'm not going to be like, where I'm from, or like doing an Indian, that's my Indian accent. Where I'm from, they don't have, they don't have open mics. No, where I'm from, they do have open mics, because this is where I'm from. Anyways, I, uh, actually, they have one in Berlin, they have a show in Berlin game, which I've never been on, but I'm from Millbrae. Do you guys know that? Okay. Um, hell yeah. Go Vikings. Um, that's my high school. Anyway. I, uh, my friend, he says, he, you know, he talks about his ex-girlfriends a lot and he, well, anyways, he says often he refers to them as like, oh, I dodged that bullet after they broke up with him. But, uh, if you dated them, that bullet hit you, uh, you know, you're not going to be like, ah, it hit me in the arm. It didn't kill you. It didn't kill you, but it's like it hit you in the arm. You can't be like, ah, dodged it. <laughs> it, it gotcha. It got you good for a bit, but it eventually you. You, you got it out of you, you know, you, it didn't, or maybe it went right through you, I don't know. What's funnier? Let me, okay. No one but him gets to answer. What's funnier, going right through you or going, or you got it out of you? Going through you, I think. Mm, I disagree. Anyways, uh, no, I, I don't know. No, I'm kidding. No, I actually don't know. I, I knew no matter what you were going to say, I was going to say I disagree because I thought that would be funny. Anyways, I, uh, I'm a... Uh, I was I go for walks now because I'm very bored and I uh, I went on a walk and I met this woman and she said to me and we, 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 we talked for a while and at one point she said that she was wanted to quit her job to become a medium because she could talk to spirits which was amazing because she can't and then she said being a spiritual person today is like being a gay person 50 years ago. I know. And I wanted to say no, uh, because being gay is real. Uh, but I didn't because I don't, she was a white lady. I didn't want to be rude to her. What is she going to do? Call the cops on me? Huh? Get it? You guys watch the, you guys watch the news? I don't, but I read tweets and, uh, a lot of viral stories. You know, do you guys get that reference? I disagree. Anyways, uh, look, we're doing bits. I mean, I know that it's supposed to be joke work. There should be workshopping my jokes. And so, well, honestly, it's just a regular open mic. Anyways, uh, for, anyway, I, uh, um, if, 
I I know this about me. I don't I don't think I've I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but I I went to Nevada with some friends and we fired assault rifles and after doing that, I realized guns should be illegal because uh, no man should feel that secure. Like you should the, the the feeling that powerful should not be legal. Like men should have some fear in them. You know they can't because the power to kill. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> you know five stars you know that's my that's not and now i know some of you guys may think like oh that guy's a sociopath and my therapist would say no i'm just on the spectrum uh the cool one not the autistic one the sociopath <laughs> the sociopathic spectrum i'm on the i but a lot of those it's not good because like a lot of sociopaths they like they like compensate by just being really charming but like i'm very awkward <laughs> So I'm like an awkward sociopath, which is a lot like being autistic, except I know what's going on. Uh, I don't know if I can tell that. <laughs> I really like it, but part of me, some autistic person, is going to work up a lot of courage and then just, and, and, <laughs> and then be like, hey, I know what's going on. I just, it's just a struggle and then I'll be sad. Okay. Anyways, see, cause I keep making fun of autistic people every time I do this joke, which is bad. Okay. I'm done. Argent Banerjee has no soul. Yay. Uh, Max has something to say. Great set. Um, being gay is not real though. That's great <laughs> set. Yay! Dispelling all the myths! Yay! Yay! Tried to bring up the music and nothing happened. There it is, there it is. Trippy music. Yay! He, uh, your next comedian, he might or might not, I don't know what he believes. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for James Mara! Is he still here? It's okay. We didn't keep it up someone else. Gabby's not here either, huh? No, I think so. No? But you know who is? Paul Conyers! Yay! Get ready for the future, y'all. 2012 is coming and the end is near. I could just do James's stuff. Being half white and half black is weird. Um, <laughs> no, I can't go any further with that bit. No. Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, I get seasonal cold sores. Uh, that, what that means is that every three months for five days or so, I can't get into an argument with anyone uh, because uh, when you have a cold sore, that people re- that's really all they focus on. They, they, they really hone in on, on the herpes syntax one on your face. Uh, it doesn't matter like what you're arguing about or how right you are. Uh, they just kind of go for that. Like One time I was at a bar and I was waiting in line to get a drink and it was very crowded and a guy just cut the whole line, total dick move, and I stood up for the line. I was like, hey, we can't let this happen. I was like, hey, man, who told you that it was okay to cut everybody in line? And he said, hey, man, who told you to put a gross, bumpy penis in your mouth? And I was like, all right, trump card. I'm going to step back and let you order your drink. Because there's really nowhere to go after that. Like, even the people in line that were glad I was standing up for everybody was like, (laughs) step back, take a knee, that one's over. Uh, Sounds okay. What, you guys don't like herpes humor? What, a little too edgy for you? Yeah, walk away. Walk away, guys. We're getting real. We're talking about real shit in here. 
whatever. I don't like those guys anyway. They need to need to get right with the Lord. That's a callback to their own bisexual jokes. Um, all right, let's move on because I don't even care about that herpes joke anymore. Uh, you know, I finally saw Black Panther this week. Uh, that's that's a yeah, it's a good movie. That's an important movie. I didn't understand the cultural significance of Black Panther until I started telling people that I hadn't seen it. You know, like, sir, I, I, what's your favorite movie if you had to if you had to pick one? The Shining. Yeah, that's okay. That's that's cool. That's a pretty good one. You know, no, most of the time, you know, when you when you talk to people about your favorite movie and they haven't seen it, you know, you you it's almost like they have like an excited curiosity. Like, "Oh my god, you haven't seen The Shining? Oh my god, like one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Jack knows you you got to go see it. Go watch it right now." But when you tell people that you haven't seen Black Panther in woke San Francisco, they just kind of look at you like, "Well, I can't change who you are." You know, if that's <laughs> That's the kind of person you want to be. Uh, the Shining, that's an interesting answer. I, I like asking uh, people what their favorite movie is because I think a lot of people don't always understand that your favorite movie doesn't have to be the best movie you've ever seen. It could just be your favorite movie. Like what, I, like sometimes I'll, I'll talk to my friend, like, hey, what's your favorite movie? He's like, oh, Casablanca. And I'm like, really? Because like, I've seen your DVD shelf. It's like It's got Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and a few of the Fast and Furious movies. But you're that, really? You're, the, you're that cultured and I'm just missing? It? Okay, because uh, I'm pretty sure your film lit professor liked Casablanca, and he told you it was good. And now you like it, so um, I, you know, yeah, I, I just like you know, I like when people are honest about their favorite movies. My favorite movie is is uh, the Dark Knight Rises, the the last Christopher Nolan Batman movie. It's a great movie, uh, at least to me. I know it's not perfect though. It's got some serious flaws. Like you know, there's there's the part at the end of Dark Knight Rises where they think Batman is dead. They're having this really emotional funeral for him, and Alfred, his butler. He's like crying and he's looking over at the graves of Thomas and Martha, Bruce's parents, and he's having this breakdown. He's like, I'm so sorry. You trusted me to protect your son and I failed you. You trusted me and I failed you. And it's a very emotional part, but I couldn't help but think while I was watching that if Bruce's parents could talk to him, they'd have been like, yeah, we didn't really know he was going to pull all this shit you know like we didn't know he was gonna dress up like a bat and fight crime like you're off the hook on that one alfred when we left the theater that night this was not what was on the fridge you know like here's his bedtime here's his allergy medication here's how to haul out a cave on our property so you can battle the riddler like this is not on you bud uh all right that was cool thanks guys actually up for batman in the next batman movie you could absolutely play it they wouldn't even need to give you one of those suits with those weird little things in it for fake tummy muscles yay he wants his latex nipples you could see him through his shirt everybody come see paul at his next show he's a big i don't want to i shouldn't objectify him that makes me a great feminist i should objectify him because now everyone gets to objectify everybody yay that's feminism yay he has cute tiny nipples. Uh, I wish he was uh, a, so- a soccer player. Your next comedian, what a lovely lady. We're excited to see her. Put your hands together for Hannah Evanson. Thank you. Thanks so much. I was um, hanging out with some, some men the other day while they were hanging out, and I was eavesdropping on them, but they were talking about this lady's butt, and they were saying like, oh, she doesn't really have 
a nice ass and I looked at the guy's ass and it was not so nice and it just reminded me of that old saying you know don't throw stones if you have a nasty ass you know you like that thanks yeah I just the camera is a very powerful tool I don't know if you guys know that but if you're holding a camera you can make people do whatever you want them to do these two guys asked me they're like can you take a photo of us and I was like yes please and I was taking the photo and I was like smile and they smiled and I was like get closer together and they did and I was like kiss each other and they were like we're just friends and I was like come on kiss each other for the photo <clears throat> and they did they made out for the photo so that's the power of you know I think the most powerful thing about photography um, is that it can kill people right like I posted a profile picture a while ago and I don't want to brag but it, it got a lot of likes it got so many likes I was like wow I'm truly remarkable and uh, one of my friends commented on it and she was like I'm literally dead I think I know what literally means it means Ashley's mom wrote that comment for her because she passed away so her mom posted that in her honor and I know why she posted on my profile picture because there was a lot of traffic to it so, so a good way to let everyone know about her untimely death the power of photography I am a middle child in my family so I have an older brother younger sister being a middle child it's kind of like being the middle piece of bread and one of those triple decker sandwiches you know like if one of the end pieces is missing people are like ah what's going on this is not even a sandwich you know but if that middle piece of bread is missing they're like ah oh, what a perfectly complete sandwich <laughs> not a single ingredient missing <laughs> Oh my God, honey, where's the middle piece of bread? Forgot to pick her up from summer camp. Oh, it's a true story. They forgot to pick me up. It was very dramatic. This other camper, she felt really bad for me. She was like, oh, that sucks. Are you adopted? I was like, I feel like if you're adopted, your parents are less likely to forget you, you know, because you paid for that, right? <laughs> it's just strange. Like people try all their lives not to have biological children. Do you see that fly right there? <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to swallow it in the middle of my set and then everyone will laugh at me. Anyway, people try all their lives not to have biological children, you know? Like, you don't wake up after a wild night to ring on the door and a lady who's like, all the way from Tanzania, here's your son, you know? It doesn't work out that way. So I, you know, social expectations, they change so fast, I can't even keep up. One second, they're like, women, you can't have jobs. And the next second, they're like, lady, why is the resume so empty? You know? <laughs> I'm just like, give me some time to adapt, Jesus. <laughs> you know? Like, I don't want to be the one loser who gets a job when they're like, no, we're all going to Mars. You know? I'm like, damn it. Why? Just, it's hard to keep up is what I'm saying. I'm trying to get a job, but I'm very upset about it because I feel like, why did we even get back into the workforce, you know, it's not so great. I feel like our ancestors knew what they were doing, right? They were like, Dorothy, want to be a chimney sweep? And Dorothy was like, oh, uh, women belong in the kitchen. What? <laughs> oh, who said that? That's my time. Thanks so much. Just one kiss. Hannah Evanson. Yay. Yay.
we have another lady comedian. We've been stacking them at the end for you guys. Put your hands together for Lael Gold. You can call, you can call, you can call. Anytime, anytime. Thank you so much, Pam. And related company, I was all ready to give feedback on the last set, but it's not going to happen. That's great. I so appreciate the time. Um, What I want to say to you is United States Postal Service, does this look like or current resident? What about this says or current resident to you, United States Postal Service? Uh, Sure. I live, I currently inhabit this particular apartment, but really, I I see you not seeing me. Um, If you're my Facebook friend, you might have gotten a load of all of these today already, but if you're not, you can follow, never mind. Um, Also, what I want... Uh, You know, our government's doing some very dark things these days as we're all very dark shit. Um, Very dark things. You know, the Geneva Convention, is it dead? No, it was just taken to an undisclosed location. Uh, No, I, I, you know, not only has the CIA not renounced torture, they've actually just recently started practicing it on their own. I mean, I feel deep pity for CIA analysts who came into work today and were told they had to watch all the movies of Steven Seagal. These are thinkers, so you can consider this Less a performance and more an IQ test. So you never mind. That worked at the Octopus Literary Salon where they wanted to be topped intellectually, if not sexually. I haven't tried the latter out on each person in the audience, but I'll try. Um, What else can I say to you? Super Bowl? World Cup? Please. Really professional ball players? Um, Cups and bowls? Real athletes eat right off the table. Uh, I hope these chuckles are registering out there in comedy land. Uh, It's not really a bombing situation. It's more of a light drone, you know, whatever. I don't know. It's a smattering of explosive by drones. No, okay, I'm bombing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. He smiled. She smiled. Um, It's like the last orgy where I was. Um, Wait, I wrote some other shit today. Okay. um, What the fuck else? Oh. Oh, fuck me. I can't remember. Excuse me. Pardon me. Okay, first of all, joke list? Perhaps. Capitalism? A fucking joke at this point. Am I correct? Donald Trump, he's at the helm. Now we now capitalism you've been shown for the piece of shit production you apparently always were. And to think I was a believer. You guys, Bumble is currently suing Tinder. That's a fact. You can look it up. Bumble is suing Tinder, which is quite upsetting if you think about it, because if those two crazy kids don't have a chance... What hope is there for the rest of us? Um, 
And I'll leave it there. Thank you so much. You're very nice to listen to me, Pam. Thank you for putting me up at the last minute. Yay! Lael Gold. Some say meet at the bar. Some say raise the bar. Some say lower the bar. I say meet at the bar. Yay! Yay! Lael Gold. Thank you guys all for being here tonight at uh, Joke Workshop. Hey, I, I don't leave yet. Um... I'm gonna. Hey, I'm gonna go to Delirium. I can get you a set of Delirium if you want. Uh, we're we've been here at Joke Workshop. It's been a lot of fun. Everybody's been really awesome. Hey, I'm um, sorry, James Mara and Gabby Pochia. You must have had somewhere more awesome to be. At, but I love you both, and I thank you for signing up on the list. But everybody else, thanks so much, and we'll be back here next week. Uh, oh, and this, I'll just throw this out in the universe. Um, I'm gonna be in Italy and Greece in the month of I know in September. I know it's gonna be super cheap too. No, I know, and I'm doing it for like under two thousand dollars because I am a poor person but uh, I've been doing it anyways because I deserve to travel because it'll make me a better person anyways I need people to do joke workshop for me when I'm gone anyways uh, putting in that out there see you guys next week joke workshop bye you're beautiful and you're fine and sexy and pretty as hell I like the way you look and the way you move and the way you smell if I can just get a little taste that taste of what you got It'll make my name. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Summertime, and we're ready to groove in the mission for the 6th Annual Noise Pop Block Party. It's free, Saturday, August 18th from noon to 6 p.m. with bands Empress Of, Jeff Rosenstock, The Marias, The She's, Small Crush, The Total Bettys, and more. Come to Mutiny Radio for special programming all afternoon, including live comics, karaoke on the radio for donations, and interviews with main stage bands. Bring your family, friends, neighbors, and dogs on August August 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www.20thstreetblockparty.com. Hey, Mutineers Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up a excellent mix of jazz latin gospel hip-hop and traditional folk ballads great stuff check it out labor and love is every saturday 10 a.m to 12 p.m serve somebody
Mr. Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics deep in the mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty great, I'm sure. Um, we have a little announcement for you. A PSA of sorts. Yes. Uh, listen to Cowards every 10 a.m. to 11 on Mutiny Radio. On Fridays. Yay. For some sweet, scared storytelling. Please do it. We need you. (laughs) So badly. Yes. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) And all the kissing is kissing. Flat, black, plastic, vinyl, records, round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic.
My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor Radio of check. the United States of America. Radio check. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz press out those new jokes every monday six to eight on joke workshop with four minute sets and four minute critiques from everyone get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday 7 to 9 with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THCT. You want more open mics? Fridays 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Yeah! 